I'm licensed psychotherapist Greg Woodhill. Welcome to a Brave New Man podcast. On this show, we speak with both experts and non-experts in our goal of exploring all the ways that men are already getting it right, acknowledging all the ways that we're getting it wrong, and most importantly, learning how we can fix what needs to be fixed in order to have healthier, happier relationships and lives. Let's get started. Hi there, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. I wanted to talk about technology on today's podcast, and I'm glad you're joining us because, frankly, this issue of technology and how our smartphones have invaded or helped our lives, it it affects just about everybody that I know. When I walk around in the world, I see, as I'm sure you do, people driving, people walking, people sitting at tables together, and so much of the time, their eyes are directed downward. It's like we're just entranced with these devices that we have, and I'm really torn because a lot of the time I look around and I even see it in my own life where I feel like I'm disconnected from what's going on around me and disconnected from the people around me because I'm constantly jonesing for another hit off my smartphone. But then I think about the ways that somebody halfway around the world or even in another city that I'm able to talk to them real time in video, see them high definition, that we can actually connect to a lot of people that we weren't able to before our smartphones became such a a part of our moment to moment life. So like a lot of people, I get very negative about it. I feel like it is driving us apart and taking us out of the present moment. However, how do I know if that's better or worse for people? Are we more connected to each other or are we less connected to each other as a result of our phones? And in fact, I wonder, are we more or less connected to ourselves? As I say in today's interview, I've noticed so much in my own life over the last five, six, seven years, how much more normal it is when I have 30 seconds to spare in my day that I grab my phone. And I look at Instagram, I look at Facebook, I check my email, I look at sports, I look at news articles. Why? What changed? Whereas many years ago, I might have been comfortable just sitting or actually calling someone for a few minutes or just thinking or reading. I can feel my brain wanting to disconnect from the current moment. And I know that's what so many other people are going through as well because they tell me so. So I brought Christine Hassler back on the show to ask her this specific question. Is technology taking us out of our natural masculine and feminine energies where our drives are healthy, but we've allowed these devices to play such a huge role in our lives that we are conditioned to disconnect from the present moment and take us out of our natural masculine energies, our natural feminine energies, and the ways that we were built to connect with one another? And how has technology changed dating? Now, we know it's changed it immensely, but in what ways is it helping us and in what ways is it hurting us? And that's what we explore in today's interview with Christine. So just like I'm sitting here taking a look at how my life is better or worse as a result of my relationship with my phone, I encourage you to do the same as you listen to this interview. Where is it helping you? Where is it hurting you? And how can you add much more of the former and take away from the latter? Now, it's not lost on me that without technology, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. So it is such a way to branch out and connect with one another in ways we never had the possibility to do before. 
So I'm not demonizing technology, and I'm not interested in you demonizing your own technology, but rather that we can have an intimate conversation with ourselves and ask ourselves, what changes, if any, need to be made with the way we relate to technology? Let's get to our interview with Christine. Christine Hassler, welcome back to the show. (laughs) That's staying in. (laughs) I'm happy to be back. I'm so happy. I'm loopy. (laughs) You work with so many, well, you work with a lot of men, a lot of women, and a lot of couples, and you have Mm -hmm. for so long now. And over the last 10 years, technology and social media have grown exponentially. I say exponentially because... I don't know, 15 years ago, I don't know that we, well, we had some sort of social media, but it certainly wasn't what it is today. It didn't run the world like it does. So I'm wondering if we could talk about how you see technology and social media, and I think I'll just call it technology from now on, helping and hurting people in relationships, in romantic relationships. Oh, okay. Well, you said helping first. Mm -hmm. So how it can help. Well, it can bring people together. I know a lot of people that met on apps. Right, they literally wouldn't have met each other without. They wouldn't have met each other. I think it can help busy couples be more organized. Okay. So that's that's great. You can be more creative. You can learn. There's so many more tools, like this podcast, for example. Sure. May help someone with their relationship in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So the information that is out there, I think, is, is very helpful as well. Yes. I think technology often gives people a way to express things that they would be too scared to say in person. So maybe sending someone an email or a text or expressing yourself through emojis, whatever it may be, I think it gives another avenue of communication. You can literally be more communicative with your partner. Yeah, you can edit a little more and Mm. and you you, you also can get that direct response. It's not the days where you had to write a letter and then wait. So I think that it's another communication vehicle and communication is the most important thing in relationships so that's great i think there's more on the list of how it hurts yes i think that's true too (laughs) um so everything from dating to let's start with dating yeah so i would say in that is there's there's just so much misrepresentation okay in dating yes Mm -hmm. people presenting themselves on an app that's not accurate I've written friends' profiles. Yes. People have written mine. People have swiped for me. You may have written mine some years uh, ago. We probably helped each other with each <laughs> other's. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And I think that we would never put anything that was inauthentic. But Correct. I, 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 back in the days where I was online dating, and thank God those days are behind me. Yes. I would show up on dates and men would be shocked that I look like my pictures. And they would say, well, you actually look like your pictures. That's amazing. Mm. And I would be like, well, that's kind of the point of pictures. Right. And they'd say, well, I've been on so many dates where the person was like, not the same age or weight that they were in their wow. pictures. This is a strange question I'm gonna ask you, but do you think that that's on purpose? Well, I think that I think that when it comes to dating, we're we're all like it's so tender and there's so much insecurity and i think that people's self-worth and self-love is so low and they think that the only way someone is going to like them is if they embellish or lie or okay be someone they're really not Mm -hmm. and unfortunately technology can let us do that you know we can we can pose as someone else literally be another identity create a false identity on the internet and then, you know, there's the not so extreme ways that we misrepresent ourselves, like have somebody else help us with a text back or only have kind of text-based relationships. Like I, again, back in my online dating days, 
people would want to go on a date or a coffee date or drink or whatever. And I'd say, hey, let's hop on the phone first because I didn't want to waste my time sure. and be stuck in an hour with somebody and it, there'd be nothing. And so often I would get resistance to that or the person would just flake or whatever it may be because they just wanted to, they wanted to just meet in person. No one wants to talk on the phone anymore. Sure. But I knew in five minutes on the phone, I could feel out if I was going to have a connection with someone. So I think the other thing is technology has taken away a lot of the natural courting and getting to know each other process that is so important. Yes. It's like I swipe, we exchange a couple texts and, and you think you know someone. Correct. That's the other thing. Like people go on these online dates and they're like, oh my gosh, we're totally hitting it off and there's so many great things and he says, and I'm like, have you met? Well, no, but we've been texting for like hours. <laughs> I was I was, at, I was at a trip with a couple of girlfriends and one of the single girls was like, yeah, I was up to like 3 a.m. texting with a guy I met. I'm like, why didn't you just get on the phone? I don't understand this. So anyway, I would say that's one of the ways it's hindering. Sure. We can break these apart, but let me just jump to in relationships. Yes. I think that the thing people are missing most in relationships is presence and connection. Okay. And I see so many couples out with each other and one or both are on the phone, you know? And that's one thing I'm conscious of in my relationship is not to be on my phone all the time. We're both guilty of it, but I think that it's distracting. It's very distracting because even if you say you're present, the minute you're on your phone, you're not. You're with your partner, you're kind of listening, but you're also looking at your phone. And also what technology, especially social media has done is messed up the dopamine in our brain. Yes. So we all are addicted to this feed and we all have the opportunity to scroll through Instagram and see all these other people and maybe see someone attractive or see compare. And then we can use that as ammunition to either internally or externally judge our partner. Sure. So I think it, it keeps us in a, and it keeps us delusional too mm. and very distracted. Distracted and distracted from reality. So I love yeah. that you said presence. So you're in the room with your partner, Steph, and if either one of you are, let's say, scrolling Instagram, looking on Facebook, or even reading text messages, which isn't social media, but it certainly is technology, then you can't possibly be present in the room, exactly. feeling each other's energy in the way that you think is the most important in relationships. Exactly. Well, I was going to ask you specifically, you already touched on one point of this, which is how is technology interfering with what have been the normal stages of courtship? Yeah. And so one of the things you said, there's there's noticing, there's flirtation. A very masculine quality, I think, is the ability to, for a man, let's say, to see a woman or a man that he's attracted to and to be able to approach that person, yep. start a conversation, whether it's charm, whether it's humor, whether it's just a straight up pickup line or whatever it is, you know, talking about something you have in common. But to me, that's very engaging. Yeah. We're going to stub our toe metaphorically now and again. We're going to say the right thing. We're going to say the wrong thing. We're going to be nervous, mm -hmm. each of us. However, there's a human interaction that starts on minute one. Now, that's lost in totally. technology. That's lost when you swipe right, swipe left, text. So what else does it take away from courtship that, that it robs us of, of what, the way it used to be? Yeah, well, you know, I can speak most to heterosexual experiences because that's mostly the world that... I have experience in. Okay. I think that it it really blurs masculine and feminine roles. Mm. Because and this is one of the things I experienced as a woman, I really wanted men to pursue me. Like I I really wanted them to take lead and make a decision and ask me out. 
And that really isn't happening on apps. Okay. I remember telling a single guy friend of mine, a phone call from a man in today's day and age is like getting flowers. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's so true. It really is. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, he called. Yes. It's so rare. And I remember uh, speaking to somebody once, she was in her late 20s, and she looked like a guy had just shown up outside of her window. And yeah. I said, well, what happened? And she said, he wants to talk right. on the phone before we meet. And it, it almost grossed her out. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it, in, in that way, it can even show up in a way it, with, with the younger generation as like Absolutely. a stalker behavior to want to have a conversation before they meet. Absolutely. And, and that, that's, I think, one of the things that I'm, I'm glad that I wasn't in my 20s when social media was as rampant as it is now sure. because... It really does take just basic human soft skills and basic human communication like out of the equation. And people just want to be very transactional yes. with their relationships yes. and even with dating. And you're not really having an authentic experience. So kind of back to the gender roles thing, I really, as a woman with the apps, always felt like I kind of had to play games to be pursued. Okay. You know, like... You let's just use Bumble. I'd be on a thread texting, texting, texting. I'm like, where is this going? Is he ever going to ask me out? And it would have to get to the point where I'd say, so my thumbs are getting a little tired or something cute. <laughs> like, and like basically tee it up yes. for him to say, do you want to meet for coffee? And it's just like, geez, I had to work so hard for that. Right. And I don't know any woman that wants to work that hard. And I think it takes away, you know, it's made men be able to be less committal and I think it's perpetuated the problem men have with commitment because there are so many options. Yes. So they can be on four different apps texting, you know, 50 to 100 women if they want at a time. Which is a dopamine field. Which day. is a total dopamine and actually never take anyone on a date and think that they're dating. Sure. So can people who start in that kind of a situation, like you're saying, ever catch up? By which I mean ever arrive to the place of intimacy that existed back before these these apps ever existed. I absolutely I think so, but I think it takes it takes intention. Mm. So I'll, I'll tell a personal story of my fiance and I. Mm -hmm. So we met because I saw his face on my friend's husband's computer screen. Sure. I was at their house, which is my house now, which is so funny, <laughs> um, and. He lived in Perth, Australia. I was living in Encinitas, California, literally opposite sides of the world. And we were introduced and we could not meet in person. You know, we knew we were going to be in Europe at the same time in the summer, but we had two months to get to know each other. And there were a couple things he did that really showed me he was a man. Hmm. Number one, when the email introduction was made, and this is something I've learned over time, I like staying my feminine. Like, okay. I'm like, I will respond, but I won't initiate. And so I will give the green light, yes. but I will, because I was the one who told my friend, I'm open to you setting up. So as women, we can't just sit there waiting for the UPS driver to be led knight in shining armor. But sure. at the same time, we don't want to be initiating, initiating, because if we want to stay in that masculine, feminine play, in that polarity, mm -hmm. we have to be responsive and receptive, but not the pursuer, decision maker, initiator. Yes. Because that's really the masculine. And so I just waited and he sent me an email and he's like, thank you, Renee, for setting us up. Christine, I'm going to send you a voice note. And I was like, oh, respectful to her. Let's see. And then immediately I had a voice message. He's like, I would call you, but I don't have your number. And I could hear his voice. Mm. And so that ticked off a lot of boxes for me because I'm like, he's leading. He's not just texting me. 
He's letting me hear his voice. He's open to setting up a call. Yeah. And once we started connecting, we realized that we had to be intentional about the way we want to communicate over technology. So what he would do is he, he said, why don't we ask each other five questions every day? I'll, I'll write the questions. You answer my questions. Then I'll answer my own questions. Then we'll switch. And it was, and we'd leave voice memos or we text or whatever. And it was a beautiful way to, again, take advantage of technology. Yes. And, but be intentional about how we wanted to get to know each other rather than just randomly being like, how was your day? Yeah. Emojis, you know? Yes. So here is an example that you're giving us of technology not standing in the way of right. intimacy nor standing in the way of a man being in his masculine exactly. energy but in fact taking advantage of technology for someone literally on the other side of the yep. planet but you're getting to know each other better than a guy who was bumbling you from oh, you know totally. five miles away totally or you know going on a coffee date and you know them just talking about themselves the whole time yes which happened a lot I'm sure it did. <laughs> so, so, so it can increase, you know, I was wondering about spirituality as well. Uh -huh. Like, does it help or does it hinder? And I have to imagine that the answer is both as far as technology and social media helping somebody in their spiritual yeah. path or their growth or their self-help. Yeah. It's like, do you use technology for information and for support? You know, like there's so many beautiful apps that help you with meditation yeah. and, and there's information, you know, I have courses online certainly so i think that again it, it helps and if you're going for the dopamine hit too much and if you're more addicted and it's more a numbing device and a habit rather than an intentional tool mm -hmm. then it hinders it's just it's it's not technology that's the issue it's how we use technology yes i'm hearing you i'm hearing what you say there so is is getting dopamine hits which can come in the form of a text message along totally. with all the other things that you're talking about a hindrance to what you define as spirituality because you talked about presence earlier yeah. does searching for a dopamine hit on a, uh, on your smartphone take you out of your own spiritual practice. Oh, yes, for okay. sure. Okay. Because you just said, take me out. So anytime I'm going out, like to basically like a, an addictive device to feel good, that is the antithesis of what I would define as spirituality. So spirituality for me is feeling like love and presence and connection inside. Yeah, yeah. okay. And a device like that, when you when we have any sort of addiction to the dopamine or to the technology itself, that takes us out of all those things you just described. In my opinion, yes. Okay. Do you see technology and our relationship to it hindering women's natural tendency toward the feminine and expressing their feminine and, and, and their smartphones or tech getting in the way of that? I think so. I think that it, it really is so linear and it's so um, energetically draining mm. like if i were to measure if i were just to kind of use kinesiology like something simple like holding my arm up and having you come over and push on my arm yes i'd be able to resist your push yes. way stronger if i was not holding my phone okay why do you say that because it's 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 electromagnetic waves mm. it's like a it's it's you know, this thing doesn't, it's not magic, right? There's a lot of things sure, happening with right. it. Sure, right, it's purposeful. Yeah, and so what, what it just kind of drains our energy. Yes. And that's the biggest thing that I hear from women. My adrenals are shot, my cortisol, my thyroid. It's like I don't have energy. And yeah. when women don't have energy, we feel really connected from our fem feminine because feminine is all really about flow. Discon sorry, disconnected. Because yeah. feminine is all about flow and yeah. vitality and yeah. juiciness. Yeah. 
and there's nothing really juicy about your cell phone. No. Like the, the what what really connects us to our feminine energy is nature and and anything sensual. I'm sorry, your phone is not sensual. Like <laughs> these flowers that are looking that I am touching right now, that's yeah, sensual experience. Sure. Touching them, smelling them. My phone, no. It's plastic and glass. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So it it in both the masculine and the feminine energy that we're talking about, it's taking us away from what comes through us healthily when we're feeling connected to ourselves and exactly. then when we're feeling connected to people. Exactly. And also what I think it does for men, what it takes away from them, like men are supposed to like be out there and be physical yeah. and be like, you know, challenging themselves. Yes. And it's our natural it's drive. It's natural. And so many men, because of technology and their phones and computers are just like out of shape and sitting all day long and not using their physical energy yes. to, to really like, pump up that masculinity that exists within all of them yeah so put down our damn phones put down your phone breathe feel what it feels like to be sitting in this room as soon as you finish listening (laughs) to this podcast of course and feel what it feels like to be in our bodies right now and with the people around us yeah well, that brings me to a rather related slash unrelated topic. And you know that I've worked a lot with men who have uh-huh. addiction and compulsivity with pornography. In the men and women and relationships that you've worked in, how much have you seen the accessibility of high-speed pornography any time of day, all the oh. time, any type, affect relationships and affect the men and women that you've worked with? Oh, massively. Massively. Um, I think it really impacts intimacy. Okay. And I think that, again, it's made any kind of physicality, intimacy, sex, again, more transactional. Mm. So I really noticed this when I, I got divorced at 31 mm-hmm. and I was back in the dating world and I was talking to my other single girlfriends and I'm like, every guy has kind of the same moves, mm. you know? And it's just very, and I would describe it. And one of my friends is like, yeah, cause they all watch porn. And I was like, that's it. Mm. That's where they're getting their lessons. Like they're not, they're not listening to my cues. Right. They're, they've got a plan and they're sticking to it. Yeah, and I'm hearing think, that those moves you're referring to are not moves that, that were they favorable were not in any me. way. <laughs> right. No. Right. And they again, weren't in tune. They weren't they in touch weren't with in tune. You. They weren't connected. Yeah. They were more, I could tell that their model of like what any kind of physical intimacy should be like from kissing to sex was like more like porn. Yeah. And so there was there wasn't a dance like there wasn't that dance and like really feeling your partner and i i think this also comes from insecurity mm-hmm. i think that porn because it's so unrealistic in so many ways Correct. makes people very insecure especially men yes that's about right. sex and performance yes i mean I, and 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 also like the what women do in their reactions in a porn is not really how most of us no. respond physically. So they think if they're not getting you screaming at the top of your lungs, having multiple orgasms, that they're like they're doing it wrong. Sure, they're failing in. They're some failing way. in some way. Mm-hmm. So I think it just creates so much insecurity. And to me, intimacy really is about is about confidence and connection. Mm. And if you're comparing yourself to a porn star literally whether you're consciously or unconsciously doing it and this is true for women as well then you're not going to feel confident and therefore you're not going to feel connected sure i mean you're describing we're talking about an industry here that is made by men for men in general i would say i just described 99.9 percent of porn 
And so it is created around what does a man want to see and what world do we want to create that's going to make a man the most excited so that he what continues to click continues to come back and that's what we have a customer. So the things that you talked about of connection you described uh, any sort of physical intimacy as a dance. And when somebody is engaged with porn they're it's it's a one person dance. It is. It's it's a it's a closed system. It is. So it's taking them out of any sort of intimacy as we describe of like actually connecting with the person in the room like you're yep. saying and you noticed a difference in that you, like that that you and the women that you're talking about like that's a thing that women are talking yeah, about am I understanding yeah, that yeah it, it definitely has been a thing that women are talking about in my circles yeah. and I think the other thing is that it, it really messes with the psyche yeah and I think you know again it's an addiction so I think that people that are addicted to porn aren't really in tune with their natural sex drive sure and like what is healthy sure you know because it becomes more it becomes less about sex and more about a conquest yes and more about a release and more about like getting a hit just like checking likes on Instagram yes you know right. and so it, it this impacts dating because it's more of like how do I get to the end goal versus how do I let this unfold and how do I get to know this person? Yes. And in a previous conversation that you and I had, we talked about the masculine as being goal-oriented and driven in a way that can be very healthy and can be very inclusive, but that can also be unhealthy as well. So it's almost like what I'm hearing you say is that porn, especially in its current form, which is readily accessible at any given moment, it's a man chasing an unhealthy drive to get to a result, yep. to get to the end game, as opposed to it being any sort of a process or right. anything that's connected. Right. And again, he, that's where he thinks his worthiness is. That's where he thinks his manhood is. Sure. Is, can I have sex? Like, yeah. can I? Like, and and I've been talking to a lot of my male friends who um, have more of a male following. Yes. And one thing that I've heard from them is young men, men in their 20s, are basically having erectile dysfunction like can't can't get it up keep it up because and not because of anything physical that's like right their testosterone is fine yeah but one because of porn so it, it was it's like an overstimulation yep. and two but just because of massive insecurity and confidence and and just feeling inadequate and one of the things that I think is, first of all, it's very true what you're saying and also so sad is that it's covert. Yeah. I don't think many men are watching porn thinking this is increasing my inadequacy. Yeah. This is making me feel worse about myself. This right. is going to fuck up my next physical encounter, sexual right. encounter with a live partner. They believe it's making them more virile until they get in this situation and realize that their body doesn't want to cooperate yep. because their brain—it's like a record scratch for yep. those of us who are old enough to remember what that means. <laughs> it doesn't. Their brain is being so conditioned to something that's with a, a, te- a screen that yep. when they're in the room with a live person, their brain says, "What the hell is this? What's I'm this? not yep. used to this." Exactly. So, what is one adjustment that you think all people need to make right now in their lives as far as technology and their relationship to it? Spend less time on it. Honestly, and and be intentional about it. Okay. Like, don't just pick up your phone out of habit. Like, before you pick it up, go, what, why? Mm. Like, do I need to look right now? Like, really, do I need to? Right. You know, versus like, oh, I want to put on some awesome music. Okay, let me go do my phone. Or, oh, I need to get back to my friend Greg about what time he's coming tomorrow. But Mm. most of us just do it because we're bored. Yes. And we just pick it up. And so... It, it becomes our most intimate relationship. It does. And what if we took all that attention 
and put it actually towards the people in our life yeah. and the things that mattered most to us. Well, sure. Like what we were talking about earlier, if, what if I took pick up my phone and use it to connect with somebody yeah, right now? Yeah, to call I, somebody. I've noticed myself when I have, let's say, two to three minutes between a client sometimes, or if I literally have four minutes or I'm sitting in a doctor's office or whatever it is, it's I don't consider not picking it up. Exactly. And what am I doing? I'm checking my email, my Facebook, my Instagram, yeah. and I just checked it a minute or two before. Uh, <laughs> and I'm checking like, my no. text. It's like, and none of that stuff matters. Back when email email world enough to remember when email first started you could check it every three to four days every week and it was just people saying hey it's so crazy i can send you an electronic message but now it's just something to do right so you're saying be intentional about it know why you're picking it up and when and if you are going to use it try using it to connect to other people yeah and we you know stephanos and i talked about this and we we're going to recommit to it because we haven't fully done it yet and only because we keep forgetting, not because we don't want to. Sure. But spend a day with your partner with no phones. Mm. Like just, just make it Sunday or whatever. Like just spend a day yeah. where you're just not on your phone. God, that sounds like heaven. Doesn't it? Thank you so much for your words of wisdom, Christine. You're welcome. Again, where can people find you if they want to know more about you and what you're doing and how they could work with you if they want to? Best places, go get my free coaching assessment at christinehassler.com. Hang out with me on Instagram. I love Instagram. And listen to my podcast over it and on with it where I coach people live on the air. You coach people live on the air on your podcast. Unproduced, unedited, unscripted, unfiltered. Yep. How long have you been doing that? Three years. Three years and yeah. still going strong. Yeah. Always great to see you. You too. Thanks so much. Okay. So what now? Let me refer back to something Christine said that I think was so spot on. It's not technology that hinders us. It's how we use technology that hinders us. I think that is so important. I say use technology when it helps you connect to yourself or other people. It's time to take a self-assessment. Think about it, and it can be a moment-to-moment self-assessment in your life. When you want to reach for your phone, ask yourself if you need your phone in that moment. I'm going to start doing that, and I think it's going to change quite a lot. Because so much of the time, our brain has just been programmed by rote to reach for our phone because that's quote-unquote what we do. I recently said that there are times I think it would be more productive to literally sit and stare at a blank wall rather than picking up my phone. Why would that be more productive? Because at least in that moment, I'm giving myself the space to just sit and think and feel. It's intimacy inside of myself that I'm not trying to block myself or distract myself from. And I love what Christine said about how the phone affects the masculine energy and the feminine energy. The masculine energy is about drive, assertion, being physical in the world, getting outside, moving, moving towards something that you care about. Now, you can't really do that when you're sitting on your couch playing Candy Crush. Trust me, I know. And as far as our own feminine energy, it's about flow. It's about nature. It's about sensuality. It's about connection to ourself and others. So yet again, when we are connected to this piece of metal and plastic and glass, we cannot possibly be feeling the flow that is a natural part of what the feminine in all of us wants to express. So what I'm really saying is take a moment and get off your fucking phone for a second. I need that advice as much as anybody else. It just feels good. Take a break. Take a phone cleanse for an hour, for two hours, or for a day. Christine recommends that we take one day, set it aside, and spend that day with your partner with no phone. 
See how you feel and see how you're connecting to each other in a different way than you do from the day-to-day that we've gotten used to. Back in what some of us call the good old days, courtship meant you saw someone, you approached them, you nervously said hello to them, you dealt with the discomfort, you dealt with the awkward moments, you didn't know what to say, what to do, but you figured it out. Or on the other hand, you did know what to say. You had this authentic moment that neither one of you were prepared for, and you got to know each other that way. Swiping has just taken that all away from us. So I'm not demonizing swiping. I know people who were married who met because they swiped. But once you have used your technology to connect you to what it is that is important to you, then let it take a break. Breathe in to this present moment and use your phone to help connect you to yourself, to others, and to everything that's important to you. Then turn it off, stick it in a drawer, and enjoy the moment. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to A Brave New Man Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to A Brave New Man on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. And come follow us on Instagram at A Brave New Man Pod. That's A Brave New Man P-O-D for updates on the show and our daily words of wisdom. See you next time.